Hello and welcome to More Than A Mum, a podcast for women who love being a mum but want more for themselves too. I'm your host, Rosalind Oxer, a gentle productivity coach and mum of one, passionate about women creating lives that they love. Each week, I'll be sharing actionable tips and strategies about mum life, gentle productivity, taking care of yourself and getting more out of life. This week's episode is a catch up with me. Let's dive in. Well, hello there. How are you doing? It's been a few weeks since I have sat and recorded an episode for you. And this week is all about why it's been a while and what I've been up to, what I haven't been doing, how I've been feeling about things. Because, yeah, there's a reason behind why I haven't been showing up. Um, but I mean, it's it's not like one, um, one single thing. But I just... I've had all this time to to rest and reflect over the last, I guess it's been a month, five weeks or so. I haven't actually figured that out. Um, and it's done me the world of good, really. So I'm back to certain things that I really want to get back to, um, having got a lot of clarity from my time away. Um, you might have noticed, you might have not, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I've done a bit of a disappearing act from things, really. Um it was, like I say, we'll call it five weeks just so I don't have to keep repeating that. Um, five weeks ago, I started to feel really rubbish in myself. It kind of gone on over a few, a week or two, a few days. But, you know, you get to that point sometimes of feeling like, oh, this is, this is really not good. I was very, getting very low, very tearful all the time. Just everything felt like it was on top of me. And little, little things just causing me to totally crumble. And I'm I'm someone who's had various like mental health things happen and go on over the years. And I know enough about myself, like how to sort of spot certain warning signs and signals. And I could see that this, yeah, it wasn't a good thing at all and I caught it. I would say I caught it just in time, to be honest. Um, I probably could have done a better job, if you like, of catching it sooner and what was happening, but I didn't, and I'm not beating myself up for that. The fact is, I did notice that I was really worried, struggling to get off to sleep at night because I was stressed and worrying about things, and ultimately, looking back on it, I was really burnt out. And I did an episode, a couple of episodes back, about reflecting on my launch for the Get Unstuck Club. And I haven't listened back to that again. I haven't listened back to it. But I'm pretty sure if I did, I'd be able to hear myself putting on a pretty brave face because as the weeks went on after that, and I started, um, I have two women in the club. We're just finishing up this week and it's gone really well. I have loved doing it. But you know, as I started like putting in the work for that, I I was having to kind of deal with my disappointment that it hadn't gone better from a point of view of signups and put in the work and create things. And that was putting me out my comfort zone too. The imposter syndrome flared up a bit over the last, you know, eight weeks or so. And 
I mean, it wasn't it wasn't just that, you know. It, very much so, the year catching up on me, I would say, um, just made me want to take a break from everything. So what I did, I think it was a Tuesday, I just remember waking up and being like, that's it, I'm stopping everything I can stop working on now. So I messaged people and arranged, you know, to press pause on stuff wherever I could. And people were super understanding, um, as they often are. And I decided that I wouldn't I wouldn't show up on social media anymore. I deleted Instagram from my phone, made the decision the only thing I would go on there for is when I finished a Christmas book and I put one of my little reviews on. Because that way, I didn't like set a time limit on that. I just knew I didn't want to kind of be around people. I wanted some real downtime, switch off time. So that just made sense. But there wasn't like any rules around it. I could go on if I wanted. Um, but having the app off my phone stopped me checking in all the time. It wasn't as though there was anything in particular that was making me feel bad, by the way. It wasn't as though I was actively comparing myself, but there was just a sense of, I don't want to be here. And that's not like me. And it was such a strong sense. So I thought I better listen to that. This is something I need. So I you know, made the decision, no more trying to write blog posts for now. No more emails, no more social media, no more podcasts, no more trying to do the coaching program I'm enrolled in, got a payment um, like pause put on that until January, no more creating anything apart from doing client work. So I've got two one-to-one clients right now, I'm carrying on with them and have throughout and then also showing up for the women in the Get Unstuck Club and creating the content in there. So that's something I suppose I have always struggled with the idea of that you get to choose the bits you do. That's been a, a lesson, like jumping ahead to now. That's been a big lesson because when you have a business like this and it's just you, it's just me showing up every word, every, you know, I edit, I, I record this, plan out my episodes for the podcast, for example, plan them, record them, edit them, schedule them, promote them, make the graphics, you know, and that's just one part of it. Same thing for blog posts and then creating stuff for Pinterest. And there's lots of different parts to it. And there's like a, it's like an ecosystem. And of course, if you don't promote stuff, if you don't email, and if you don't go on social media, who knows about them? And before you know it, all your time and energy gets sucked into these things. And I... I couldn't see how I could press pause on everything for a long time until I absolutely needed to take like radical action and completely stop everything for a time. So I've proved to myself that I can do things differently. Um, nobody messaged me, for example, and said, where's the podcast gone? Are you not doing it anymore? Like people don't notice as much as you think they might or you worry. And I mean, you could take that as a good thing or a bad thing, but trust me, it was a good thing. Um, I didn't you know, need that kind of pressure. I had some lovely messages from people on Instagram asking how I was and I did reply to them when I felt, I felt able to. And depending on how close I was to people, of course, that sort of did, the answer changed. But, you know, I I was having a break and I feared that I was either having or I was soon to have a bit of a breakdown about things, if I'm completely honest, because I just felt as though I was just on really wobbly ground and I was doing a good job, an okay job at least, of showing up and being Max's mum, but that everything else, as soon as, you know, he wasn't in the room... I just felt like I just wanted to sit down and just hide under the duvet until nursery pickup time. 
And having had depression in the past, I was worried that that's where this was headed to. So I say that not because, you know, I want to sound really dramatic. I was worried I was going to have a breakdown. I genuinely was. And that feels very vulnerable to say, especially I'm talking to you as a business owner. And to say that in like a professional capacity, I suppose it is worrying because what will people think of me? Will people want to work with me? But I'm saying this because I think it's really important generally, but particularly this year to be honest about how we're doing and share how difficult some of this is. Um, And that was something that came to me a lot over the last, call it five weeks, why am I struggling? Why am I finding these things so hard? We're not in lockdown. We haven't got this. I'm fine. But at the same time, I'm not fine. This year has taken its toll. And the number one thing that has stressed me through this year is uncertainty. I imagine that you're nodding your head along with that because I think that that is such a big problem for pretty much everybody you know when will rules change when will things get back to normal will we be able to see family and friends for Christmas like we just don't know this stuff and I decided a little while back I think it was around the time that I started taking this action and like I say just stopping doing non-essential things that we wouldn't travel for Christmas now I'm recording this just as the plan in the UK is being announced for what things are going to look like for Christmas. It's like, you know, beginning of that week. And we still don't know, but having taken that back, I suppose, like taking control back into our own hands and made that decision that come what may, we're just not doing it. We don't think it's a great idea for us to be doing it. And we're not waiting until anything like the last minute to make that decision has felt. I won't say good. It doesn't feel good, but it feels as close to good as I think we can get at the moment. And I suppose I think of these actions, these things that I did and stopped doing as a radical form of self-care. As I said, I didn't ever really entertain the idea of taking a break like I've done because it seemed impossible. It seemed as though I would have to get somebody else to carry on with certain things you know, what about the Instagram algorithm? If I go back to posting, no one will see my stuff. And that sort of thing seemed really important until I was in a position where I thought, if you don't stop, you're really going to run into some trouble here. I don't know where exactly it's headed, but it feels like it would be a terrible place to end up. Um, Another thing I just remembered... (laughs) Oh, this is like one of the worst things that's happened in the last five weeks for us. Max um, had a couple of bouts of bronchitis and the second one was particularly bad and he spent the day in hospital on oxygen. And because of COVID, only one parent can go in with him. So that was Rich, um, who speaks better Spanish than I do. And that day was just horrendous. Not being with him and knowing he was unwell, not knowing if they'd you know, be in overnight, not being really prepared for them being there all day. I sat outside in the car for five hours we got there at half past five in the morning six o'clock something like that and you know not knowing if they were going to be there an hour or so or longer and driving away just felt like it wasn't the right thing to do so I stayed there for five hours before I eventually came home and got things sorted and prepared a bag in case they needed to stay and all of that but like I say it's so easy right now to kind of be in that headspace of oh, but I'm fine. Like, there's Other people have got it worse. And 
that's really a lot of the sort of headspace I've been in lately, even though generally speaking, I don't go in for that thinking. I don't, I don't think it's helpful. I sort of think that if that's the case, then also why should I be happy with what I've got? Because other people are far better off than I am as well, you know, and that doesn't make any sense, does it? I think that we've all got stuff going on right now this year that is hard in its own way Um, like for example I still find myself surprised at how unsettled changes to the UK's rules and regulations make me feel even though we live in Spain because like I say on the surface I say to myself but why does it bother me you know I'm not there it doesn't affect me and yet of course it does Um, it has a knock-on effect um, you know on whether we can go back and what the effect of being back would look like. Um, we have no imminent plans to do that, to go back to travel. We don't feel like it's the right time for us yet. But that is something that has taken so much emotional energy thinking about over and over again. I'd say on a weekly basis, we go round in a circle about whether it's the right time. And I feel enormous guilt, for want of a better word, about not you know, my brother, who I'm pretty close to, um, not being able to see Max, you know, he's, he's had most of his second year on this earth, Max, of course, that is not my brother, over here in Spain, you know, with only one visit from my parents in that time. And it feels sometimes as though I am keeping him from people, when of course, that's not the intention. And no one's ever said anything like that. That's a story I tell myself but it doesn't help me feel better about stuff. It keeps on coming up wave after wave. And there are all sorts of murky feelings um, of guilt and worry and uncertainty mixed up in all of this. And yeah, like I say, that all just got to a point where I rather sensibly in hindsight said, okay, we're going to pause on everything. And I'm lucky in a way, I suppose, that my my business is, even after a few years, so small that I was able to do that. I was able to explain things when I needed to rearrange a couple of things with clients and they were very understanding as well. That's probably something I need to, you know, remember and have in the forefront of my mind that on the whole people do understand and people um, respect you taking the time for yourself to figure things out. That's definitely my experience that people, you know, on the whole are kind, understanding, loving creatures who who want the best for you, just like they want the best for themselves. Um, and I, I really wasn't sure even a couple of weeks ago about whether I wanted to carry on with work at all. There was a point when I announced to my friend Gemma, my incredible sounding board friend Gemma, who I don't know what I would do without her, um, I said, that's it, I'm done. And I was really emotional that day. Like I was saying it and I did believe it on that day, but I couldn't stop crying when I was saying it. So luckily I didn't make any rash decisions and delete anything big then. Although by the way, I have archived almost all of my Instagram posts. And I did that all by hand, three and a half thousand posts, <laughs> all individually. Um, mainly because I just wanted a lot of privacy at that point and I wasn't deleting them, they're all archived. Um, But 
I, I can put them back again, like I say. I suppose I've lived online since 2009 when I started blogging and it's always been something I've loved doing until this situation, this mental health blip when I really didn't want to be that visible anymore. Um, and now you might have noticed I'm just using Instagram to post as I did a couple of years ago and show all the Christmassy things I'm up to because I love Christmas and it feels really refreshing and my engagement is way better than it was before so (laughs) that's a lesson that's interesting to learn and I think I will go back to posting more like businessy stuff and coaching stuff but you know I'm gonna show up more as myself now because like I've said people are more engaged and people are you know showing that they're interested which is fantastic but also I'm enjoying it again in a way that I haven't for a while and I needed to learn that lesson but yeah I even got as far as telling my sister-in-law and my mum that that was it I was done I was shutting down the business um but once I'd done that I think that sort of took some of the pressure off and gradually over the next few days I felt myself kind of fizzing with ideas and possibility (laughs) that creativity creeping back in and one of the things that I couldn't stop thinking about was the podcast so that's why I'm back here because I just felt like you can't keep me away I want to do it and even when I wasn't sure if I would carry on business-wise I was like well you don't have to be promoting a business to have a podcast a lot of people don't do it that way so maybe I I change what it's about and maybe um yeah, maybe this will change. I don't know yet. <laughs> and you know, even a week or so ago, that was quite stressful. But now as you just just heard, I can say it with a big smile on my face. I can see the possibility in that and I can get excited for that. So much of what we learn and we're told in this online space around business is, you know, get really specific, know your niche, show up, be consistent, tell people exactly where they can expect to see you and when. And don't confuse people, like being multi-passionate is confusing. And I've bought into a lot of this for a long time. And the reality is that I am a human with different interests and I change my mind sometimes. And I've had a really rough time of it lately. And I'm just slowly, gently saying to myself, yeah, it's okay, it, just just do this because it's fun. And if it changes, that's absolutely fine. It might not appeal to everybody, I can't promise you that because I don't know exactly what it's going to be like in future but it's such a freeing thought that we don't have to keep things the same if they're not working for us and I'm going to go back um, in the next little while to my um, Trello board you've probably heard me talk about Trello before I use Trello for all my goals and I ended up deleting loads off because I just completely I don't want the same things anymore maybe some of those goals are going to go back on I don't know but you know what when I deleted off the things that didn't feel so good anymore business wise the things that were still sitting there suddenly seemed a lot more important and so I've given I've given more time and energy and thought to things in the last five weeks that I I, they were sitting there but I wasn't really focusing on them like writing because I already had a first draft of a Christmas book women's Christmas fiction written and I've really now thrown myself into continuing with that and amending that first draft so that I'm taking that goal seriously to write a book 
that goal can only sit on the list with no action being taken for so long before it starts to kind of feel a bit empty. Well, you know, if I really want to do that, then I need to get on and do that. Otherwise, I feel like it's taking the mick out of me by being on the list. And I also, I won the opportunity to work with um, a health coach, an Instagram competition, a couple of weeks before I sort of came off Instagram for a while, um, Rachel Bruford. And at the time, having our first session felt like the worst timing because I felt really vulnerable at the start of all this feeling like this. But in hindsight, it couldn't have been better because I wasn't doing um, 90% of my work. Like I say, I was just showing up and doing the client work. So it gave me this enormous ability because I had the time and more headspace to focus on myself and my health. And Rachel has such um, a nourishing, gentle, inclusive approach and really took her cue from me when it came to um, chronic illness and just really encouraged me to, I mean, for me, not do too much, you know, to do these very gentle workouts, um, which I haven't done in a while, but I've been wanting to try. And she, she suggested great new recipes for me and held me accountable because <laughs> I need that too sometimes. That's one of the best things about working with a coach. And the, the experience was fantastic. Um, very gently transformative, I would say. And I mean that as, as real high praise. I'll put Rachel's details in the show notes um, because she's um, got a brilliant Instagram account and a fantastic podcast. It was listening to one of her recent episodes that really gave me the nudge to come back to doing my own. And yeah, the whole, you know, time to myself, working um, working with Rachel on my health, help me look at what I want and what I don't want, um, both in my health and my career and life generally, and realise that I could be looking after myself better. Because part of doing all the things work-wise was meaning that every day I was pushing to just do a little bit more, a little bit more before nursery pickup. And basically almost every single day, um, weekday in the last five weeks I've got to two o'clock and thought right put everything else down now it's time for your rest because <laughs> I need that because I have a chronic illness and I need that and there are so many days in the past that I've thought well if I just carry on for that half an hour or until Max wakes up or just push 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 a little bit more a little bit more and I've exhausted myself and I've made myself very grumpy it's meant that when Max has finished nursery I've been wishing, you know, time away till bedtime rather than just enjoying him. Not that I believe you have to enjoy every moment, by the way, but it's made me grumpy with myself that rather than taking some of my own time to rest and give myself what I've needed, I've then taken away from our time together because I haven't, you know, haven't got the energy. I've hardly kept kept my eyes open. I've I've resented my own lack of ability to give myself what I needed and I've ended up taking it out, you know, in a grumpy mood sort of way on family time. I realised that those boundaries around what I, what I did and what I didn't do, what I said yes to, and the hours I gave over to things weren't strong enough. And it's made me realise um, some things around the kind of things I want to do, what I want to offer to clients, when I want to work with people, what I want to do during Max's naps. I don't want to do any work then because 
for example, he doesn't go to nursery on a Monday, plus there's the weekends. When he's napping, I need to be resting. He is an amazing, rambunctious toddler, and he wears me out. Love him to bits, but he wears me out. And to be the mum I want to be, I need to rest then. And I wasn't doing that completely before. I was tidying up and sorting things out and, you know, doing all the really important things that just can't wait. But it turns out they can. I just have to not do everything all the time or at least try to. Um, it's taught me about being realistic about how much I can get done, how much, how long, you know, I need to do things, how far my energy will go. When I am having a day where I don't feel great, I know that I don't feel great and I can pretend, I can do, you know, the fingers in the ears, la la la, I'm not listening all I want but I know how I feel and I know what's possible and what's not and I've just been pushing on for too long um I don't know how sustainable it would have been long term physically but as I've proved it's not just about physical health I ended up running myself into the ground mentally um and like I said you know very much was well, I sort of intimated, I suppose, with my just wanted to hide under the duvet. But there were a lot of days where I was, um, wasn't was able to do much more in those early days than just sort of sit and watch something quite mindless until it was time for nursery pickup. I was very, very grateful to have Max going to nursery on those days so that I could have that rest and downtime, by the way. Um, I would really have struggled to radically change things up take that time to um take things down just so many levels without that nursery time so grateful for that um and yeah like I say it showed me what I found fun generally and also in work like my podcast and showing up and actually connecting with people on social media person to person not trying to sell anything just just being there and making friends which is what I've always loved it for so yeah I mean there isn't some great pronouncement by the way like in terms of what I've learned and therefore exactly what it's going to look like I have an idea for um the next thing I think I'm working on (laughs) that sounds super vague doesn't it I have an idea but I suppose a big part of it is to work on the idea and um, work out if that's something I think the people in my community would benefit from. But also, a huge also, to work out how I can do that and create that, plan that, market that, launch that without happen- with what without what happened last time. Because, you know, I was following an idea for a launch um, that I'd seen. I'm not going to say whose like launch blueprint it was. Um, if you're really nosy, DM me and ask me. Um, but it it worked out really badly for me. It was a lot of energy. It was far too much for me as you know a solopreneur, you know, single business owner doing this all on my own with a chronic illness. It was a bad, bad, bad idea. So we're putting all that in the bin. And I need to do it differently next time. But what does that look like? I don't know. I have absolutely no idea what that's going to look like. I probably want to do about 20% of what I did for the last launch. But I don't know how that actually looks. And I need to figure that out. So like I say, I've got an idea. That was one of the things that started fizzing, you know, and kind of fizzing with possibility a week or two ago. 
and I'm really interested to see how I can get on with that but I'm in no mega rush with that and my my brain is like oh yeah January let's you know jump right in but I don't know maybe it'll be later than that because um yeah I want to take things steady it's really important to me but what I do know to be fair I said there's no grand pronouncement I do have a little announcement because what like I said, I'm really excited to podcast again. Um, I don't want my podcast to be something which just sort of fades away. And what I really feel like I want to do, and I feel like this will be beneficial, is podcast mini episodes every day in December. I want to be a support and, you know, a source of encouragement at this very, very strange time um, where we're so uncertain about what's going on, we haven't got access to our usual things to do and people to spend time with and sources of joy. So I have created an epic list of 31 things I'm going to chat to you about because like it's not just an advent thing, this is going all the way through to the end of the year and they will be mini episodes, I think 5, 10, maybe 15 minutes tops, depending on how chatty I get, um, just as a little reminder each day of a few things. To help us focus on what matters to you, there is no right or wrong way of course to do these things, but to focus on what matters to you, what you can control and make the most of, to take time for yourself and to make the best of December, no matter what it throws our way. So it's going to be a challenge because I haven't done something like this before daily, but I'm really excited about it. Like I say, fizzing with possibilities and yeah, we'll see what the new year brings for Rosalind Oxer Coaching and whether we we shall be pivoting. I don't know. Um, but I'm really up for this challenge. I'm excited for it. So I will be um, appearing in your podcast stream every day from next Tuesday, the 1st of December, and chatting about the episodes as well on Instagram. If you're not already following me over there, I am at Rosalyn underscore Oxer now. Come and have a look for me over there. And I will chat to you soon. Thank you for listening to me chat on about things today. If you've been wondering where I've been, what I've been up to, then that is your answer. And we shall chat more soon. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode, my lovelies. If you found this episode useful, then please share with somebody you think would also benefit. And don't forget to leave a review and a rating over on iTunes. It really helps other people discover my podcast. See you soon.